Standing up in McKinney, this is According to Callus. It is November the 28th, episode 311, and what else? It is a Monday, so that means it's a McKinney Monday! <laughs> some highlights, we're going to talk about briefly the home for holidays, uh, some city work stuff, um, a little bit of a situation about running for office, and what exactly does the way forward look like? These are all speculative on my part, uh, the last two points, if you will. But before we get into that, let me remind you, you can help me a lot by sharing the show. You can you can share the post on social media, but share the link for the show, please. Like the show. Hey, if you feel really impressed, go ahead and rate it or comment on it. Super helpful, works away the, around the algorithms. I really figured that I was kind of small potatoes and the algorithms didn't affect my output. But I can tell you in the run-up to that general election, I, man, I saw numbers that were probably equivalent to the first hmm, six months that I was doing the show, which was next to nil. You know, I've got uh, 50 followers and 10 times that amount of people that listen on average daily, uh, Monday through Friday. And special thanks to those of you that uh, checked in and downloaded over the weekend. Uh, That helps a lot. And uh, I hope you all enjoyed the Thanksgiving holiday or for any uh, people that this applies to the Indigenous People's Day. (laughs) Um, I have both sides in my family tree, so... I feel no shame either way you go. Um, So here we go. All right. Home for the holidays. Okay. For those of you that don't know, going back, I don't know, a dozen years, it was called uh, A Dickens of a Christmas. Uh, They changed the name, uh, you know, Christmas and McKinney, Home for the Holidays. Uh, It was kind of a shock to the system when it came through. I think, as like many other things done at the city level, they're done within the niche of the uh, r- the running click, uh, I would suspect that the people that had the most, you know, involved in this situation were the people downtown on the square. And if they felt like Dickens of a Christmas wasn't working anymore and they made the input, hey, you know what, let's try something a little different, you got to respect that. And it never hurts to try something different. My only gripe then, as it is now, is I really wish it would have been put up for bigger, broader discussion, but I imagine it really affects their bottom line. And to be respectful, we got to consider that. Uh, as far as what went on over the weekend, well, as you well know, Saturday was basically a rain out. Uh, didn't get there Friday, um, but I did get there for a few hours on Sunday. And I got to tell you, what I saw was nice. It was encouraging. Um, there's unfortunately some vacant storefronts again. Um, not to be surprised because it is sky high to rent or own anything downtown on the square there. Uh, but it, it looked like there was a lot of people. It was active. It was fun. And for the involvement at the city level, I got to say, pretty decent. I, I don't know who exactly to give the kudos to. So I'll just say City McKinney, the McKinney Community Development Corporation, and Economic Development Corporation, and, you know, of course, the folks that are on the square that actually have businesses down there, nice job. It looked it looked good, felt good. It was an enjoyable experience. 
Uh, I hope it helped you all with your uh, bottom line, the pocketbook. The reason why Black Friday is called Black Friday, in case you didn't know, is that's typically when retail operations actually turn a profit. And historically. And two plus years of COVID crazy has probably upset the apple cart for a whole lot of people and a whole lot of businesses. And if nothing else, that should teach you the dangers of letting government shut things down and picking winners and losers. Uh, But let's pivot out of that for a minute. So we talk about things that are done at the city level. Uh, Municipal um, decisions or uh, events. One of the things I like to do is I like to, you know, if I can go myself, go. If I can, you know, if it's a family thing, take the family. But... I can't go to everything all the time. I mean, that's just a ridiculous expectation that most of the things put on the city are to hit different target audiences and different groups of people. And I think that by and large, there's lots of opportunities. And unlike some people, I I don't think that it needs to be about you. I don't think you need to run around, pat yourself on the back and, you know, uh, make your presence be known in order to partake. Now, I, <laughs> I mean, I just look at things differently. Uh, the events are typically put on for the general public. Now, when you have a role uh, that requires you to be in front of the public, you should uh, do the best job you can and enjoy it. And remember that the whole city is interested in what's going on. But as with every other activity that goes around the city, It's not about you. It's about the community as a whole. And I think sometimes it gets lost on people. And honestly, I think a lot of our people, the the people in the general public, they put that on that person. And I don't really think they're doing that person or any person in that situation a a good service. You appreciate it for the team that got the things done and you move on. But that's just my thought on that. And why does this matter? Where am I going with this? Fair point. See, it had been pointed out that events at the school or the city, um, I don't make myself known. Quote, unquote, you're not seen there. Well, most of those events are not about me. There is no reason for me to be seen or heard. I enjoy being able to pop in stick around for a little while, see what's going on and leave. The other part of that scenario is uh, I'm a known entity on political things, right? So if I get involved or stick my nose into something or comment on it, it's generally not looked upon kindly by those that make those things go. So why would I pick a fight? Why, why would I go and look for trouble that isn't there? If it's a pleasant experience, which is all we can hope for, then that's it. You go. You enjoy your time. And it was. For anybody that doubts me, we look forward to it. And uh, sadly, we, I think we missed entirely the last year. But when you want to get involved at these city-level organizations, the uh, the planning committees, you have to go through City Hall. Well, that's now a catch-22 for you, right? Because if you speak out against policies or you speak out about actions, you're not going to be given 
any access to take part in what goes on at the municipal level. And the same can be said for the school district. Now, lest you think I am bitter or complaining, no, no, that was a known factor when I got involved. I mean, if you get involved and you call out problems as you see them, and if you do it long enough or loud enough, you become unwelcome. Oh, I mean, they'll tolerate your presence, but they don't want you there. And if you volunteer or choose to serve on something, they're not going to want you there. And again, that shouldn't surprise you. It shouldn't bother you. It's just the way the ball bounces. Um, so my newly elected state rep told an audience that I was in, and he said, look, if you guys want to be involved, if you want to change things and see how things are done, you have to volunteer. You have to sign up to be on committees. You have to be involved at the local level. And I have said multiple times on this podcast, he is absolutely right. I agree. I served on a parks committee, actually a parks foundation committee, as well as the Myers Park committee uh, for a number of years. Um, I guess about this, about 10 years ago at this point, I started and I had a good time and that was good for a season. Uh, for grins, I went and signed up to do something at the city level. It went about how I expected. And again, uh, maybe I'll go back and ask somebody at the county level if they're looking for a place that I can serve or if they're looking for somebody uh, to serve in a specific area. I, I mean, it's all good. I enjoy what I do, uh, both at the political level and in my podcast, and I only have so much bandwidth. So I'm not I'm not going out seeking things just willy-nilly. I'm not seeking to insert myself in every little thing that goes on. Honestly, by and large, a good number of things work quite well. There's no reason for me to be involved. And it's ironic to me that you would call somebody out or belittle them for not sticking their nose into every little thing that goes on. But it, again, it's catch-22. If you want to be involved, you have to have no opinion. But if you have an opinion and you are involved, you will never be involved at the official level. Again, catch-22. Make of it what you will. I would say this. If you are not me or not a couple other people that I could name if I wanted to be that way, and you are interested, even if you've got a definite political slant, you need to go sign up for these things and you need to, I guess, not volunteer that information, uh, particularly if you're going to disagree with any number of things that are being done. Uh, they don't want that. They like their committees to, by and large, go along to get along or sign off on the big ticket items that they want to push down on the general population. There's supposed to be a discussion. There's supposed to be differing opinions. There's supposed to be diversity of thought. Now, you've heard all about diversity for years now and how important it is to represent. Okay, that's fine. And I've conceded that I understand. Latinos think that they're going to be best served by somebody that looks like them or sounds like them. Okay. And I also agreed that Black folk generally like to have somebody that looks like them represent them. Okay, I get that. I, I don't fault that as a mindset. And to be fair, the East Asians, the South Asians, and all the other various uh, communities with that fall within those two spheres of Asia feel generally the same way. And, and again, I don't fault them for that. 
But it but it's kind of ironic. Diversity is our strength, and you know we're supposed to all assimilate and become one brother, and we're one nation and one America. Yet I got to tell you, and some with good reason, uh, some of it is just really unrealistic there's a lot of pushback on that and it's not from the pale faces it's not from us white folk we're kind of okay with it as long as we agree on certain issues it's it's less about power of the person that's in there and more about power of the ideas i mean that's just been my experience i mean you might find otherwise and that's okay because again as i've said many many times this show is basically always my opinion i will put in basic information or facts that are easily obtainable and uh, riff on that but as always i tell you just because i've said it or just because i've referenced it doesn't mean i'm going to have it 100 percent correct and you should feel free to look it up second check guess or I'm sorry, second guess what I'm telling you. You should do that for everybody about everything. It does not hurt my feelings. If you find that I've got something wrong or I've misinterpreted it, hey, send me a text. Send me an email. Give me a call. Comment on the show. Hey, Callis, you got this thing wrong here. You need to reconsider this. That's fine. That's part of the community, right? We try and build a community with a show. We're, we're at the cusp now of being able to do that and do it effectively. And, you know, unlike churches, I don't have the problem. I will tell you who I think the better candidate is. I will also tell you where I stand on a specific issue. And by and large, I'm going to avoid telling you, you must vote for this or you must vote for that. But I'm going to make the best argument. There's no 501c3 status at play here. There's no cowardry hiding behind a... Well, we'll just leave that alone. So, you want to be heard. You have to be involved. But if you get involved and you say the wrong thing, you won't have access to being involved. Again, the catch-22. So, what does that leave you? What are your options? Well, I know one gentleman in town here who has run for office at least twice, maybe three times if I remember correctly, uh... Not me, but his whole premise was, I don't know if I can win or not, but I have a number of issues that I would like addressed. I'd like to see them taken up by the city council. I'd like to see movement on this. And by running and by bringing up those issues and by talking about them to an audience, by and large, he's accomplished his goal. Some things were taken up, other things were not. Some things were approved, some things were not. But you've got to push to move the ball. So if you've eliminated your possibility of being involved at the local level because you are going against the flow, that leaves you an option. You can run for office. Now, uh, being having been there, done that myself, I will assure you it is not a bed of roses. But if you get a team, you get some people that are, are like-minded and you can get out and talk the talk. Do your block walking, do your coffees, do your meetups, do uh, forums, do whatever it takes to get your message out, your concern out. You bring that to the general audience. Even if you don't win, those people are not going to forget about that issue, particularly if that's what you're running on. That issue will be addressed. And many times that issue is co-opted by your opponents. Maybe it gets addressed in a way that you approve of. Maybe it gets addressed, but it doesn't necessarily get fixed or Maybe you win 
it's a, it's three positive outcomes that are a possibility. I mean, you can still lose and you can still have your issue kicked to the curb. Yes, that can happen. And, you know, you will spend some of your money. But if the issue is important, if it's valuable, you have to be willing to maybe sacrifice some of that. And I've said it again. If you are retired or semi-retired, this is your game. This is where your on-ramp to involvement is. It's really easy to stroke a check and say, oh, I'm involved. It's really easy to show up and be entertained at a meetup here and there. But that doesn't get the things done that need to be done. We have three quality candidates that I've referenced multiple times that are running. They could use your help. If you're afraid of running yourself, if you're afraid of speaking up on your own, there's three people that are already doing that. You can go support them. Now, you may not 100% agree with them, or you may agree with one of them, but not the other two. That possibility exists, but what does it hurt? Why not get involved? Why not try? Right? You're going to have to look at running people that agree with you in order for your voice to be heard. The, the opportunity for open discussion has all but been shut down. I'm not suggesting that my political opposites, my political enemies have no ideas whatsoever. I'm not even going to su- say directly that I think they're all evil and terrible. No, that's not the case. The case is, is you can be wrong on one or a lot of subjects. And if you're willing to talk about it, there's no issue there. If you're willing to have an open discussion, that's not really an issue at all. That's, that's well, we can agree to disagree because we've both had an, a conversation. We know where we stand. But if you refuse to listen, if you <clears throat> reject any kind of conversation, if you shut down and stifle dissent, you're the problem. And the only option we have left, the only recourse there is for we, the people, is to run against you, to remove you, to replace you with somebody better, or at least somebody more open, the way forward. The way forward includes getting involved in a pack. We have at least two in McKinney that are right of center. There are oodles of opportunities for you if you're left of center. In fact, I would tell you right now, Basically, the school board and the city council are run by people that are left of center. Now, I'm not going to call them full out fascists or progressives or whatever else. They have a lot of those tendencies, but most of the decisions tilt left of center. You're never going to fix that if you're right of center by showing up and running your mouth. They've made that clear. They're not interested in hearing what you have to say. They're not interested in changing their stance. They're going to do what they want to do. And the only way to deal with that is to run against them. And again, like I said, you don't even necessarily have to win. You just have to do a good job of getting your message out and be competent when you're running. They're going to address those things sooner or later. And if you bring it to the forefront, if you Bring it to the general public. The chances of it getting dealt with sooner rather than later increase quite a bit. There are opportunities right now for at least two city council people in the city of McKinney. There are untold numbers of people that could run in Frisco 
or other cities around in the area. If this is something that interests you, you can reach out to any number of people and they would be happy to point you in the right direction, happy to sit down with you, happy to discuss whether or not you are in alignment on your thought processes and in your principles. They would be happy to maybe even help you run your campaign or fundraise for you, but you don't know if you don't ask. And I know there are a large number of people I don't know how many are actually listening to me right this minute, but there are a large number of people out there that really kind of like things. They're happy. They see room for improvement, but they don't want to go in off kilter left or quite frankly, off kilter right. They're just generally happy. Well, I would say to you, most of you are in a position where you have time. Some of you have quite a bit of money. I would strongly suggest that rather than complain about what goes on in D.C. or to a lesser extent what happens in Austin, get involved in your local races. Find one, two, or three people that I kind of like that person. I like what they're saying. I've talked to them personally. I feel that they're going to do a good job. So I think I'm going to invest some of my time, some of my money, put in some effort to get them across the finish line. You don't even have to let anybody know that you're doing this if you don't want to. You can write a check and all it does is show up on a report that, quite frankly, the majority of people never bother to look at. That's neither good nor bad. It's just the way it is. I'm all about open races. I'm all about transparency and who's funding individuals. And quite frankly, the biggest dog in the hunt right now is the McKinney team. They have a vested interest in making sure that their desires are not interfered with, that their determined outcome does not get impeded, that they feather their own nest, if you will. And honestly, if the city benefits from it and nobody really gets put out, I don't have a big issue with it. It used to be said once upon a time, what's good for GM is good for America. Um, We found out later that wasn't always the case. And quite frankly, I don't know that the guy was even being truthful when he said it, but there is an argument to be said. What's good for the biggest businesses in town are generally good for the town. I agree. But when you skew the entirety of the town to benefit, I don't know, five to 10 people or organizations within that town, is that really best for a town of 200,000 people? I have my doubts. Is it really best that we, I don't know, What's the word they like to use? Oh, yes, gentrify. Is it really best that we go through gentrify a whole section of town that up to this point has been where the lower income people could afford to live? When all we hear in the various campaigns is there's not enough workers, there are not enough people that do these lower end jobs. But when you're chasing them out of town, are you not working against yourself? It's conflicting ideas here. I'm not sure that Section 8 housing benefits anybody long term. But I am telling you that if somebody has an opportunity to buy an inexpensive house in a lesser desirable part of town and they actually take care of it, that's a win-win. And why people don't seem to understand that or remember that, that that was always kind of the goal of most adults was to own their own house, their own little piece of land. I'm not sure why that gets lost on people. But this is an opportunity that we can take advantage of this. A lot of this has to do with zoning. I'm going to be honest. This is, you know, kind of a rehash of old ideas here, but when you control what can be built and where it can be built, you're in a sense picking and choosing winners and losers in your own city. 
What I would suggest to you is while you could make an argument that that is overall helpful to the health of the city, you have to also allow for not everybody is at the median income level. Not everybody is very well off. Not everybody meets specific criteria that you dreamed up when you drew these uh, plots on the land. Again, if you're willing to have that open conversation, if you're willing to discuss what's, what is it that we can do to better take care of our community, that's something you can do. Now, I know there's lots of folks, uh, both elected and unelected, that will show up, say they're on a listening tour, saying they want to hear what you have to say, and they'll tell you exactly what you want to hear. But they're not going to change anything. They're not going to be willing to address those issues. They just want to get the next step on their stepping stone. That's a danger we have. And it affects both sides of the aisle and pretty much all levels of government. They tell you what you want to hear to get you to go away, to get your vote. And once they're there, they're almost impossible to get rid of. But we can, and we have to be willing to do that. We have to be willing to say, the person that we have now, whoever that person may be, whatever the race may be, is not doing what we want. We don't appreciate their attitude. We don't like them personally. Whatever your issue is, you have to be willing to say, there are three or two or one other candidates that we're willing to work and throw in against that person. And while that person maybe isn't 100% what I wanted, there's a possibility they may be better than what's already there. There's a possibility that fresh blood might offer something that I don't already see or have available to me. You have to be willing to do that. It is a risk. But if you can bump out one incumbent, you can come back and bump out the new incumbent. It's not that hard. You just have to be willing to take a risk. So on the McKinney Monday, that is today, let me remind you all that you cannot gain ground if you don't take a risk. Everything is a calculated risk. Everything has a cost. And you have to be sure to weigh the cost against the possible benefits. And what I will tell you now is I don't think the cost is that high. And the benefits that are available are extremely high. So I want you to go along this Next six weeks, enjoy the end of the year, spend time with your family, the holidays, and when January, I don't know, 5th rolls around and you've recovered from the month of Christmas and New Year's, we'll be sitting down and we'll be talking about just what can we do? How can we fix or improve or recover or reclaim that which was ours, we the people's already, that we ceded to those people that don't necessarily have our best interests at heart. And until then, I will see you on the other side.